and a happy almost new year to you as well from all your friends here at KOPN Columbia. We're your community radio station. My name is Trevor Harris, and this is your wake-up call for Monday, December 27th. Uh, If you count today, five days left in 2021. The new year is imminent. The new year will bring great things for KOPN, including a new home. More details about that as we go along on this Monday morning. I'll be sitting in with you until 10 this morning. For your wake-up call this morning, I will let you know that it's 54 degrees right now in Columbia at the airport. 51 at Sanborn Field on the NU campus. We'll have your weather from Watcher of the Skies. Jeff Wheeler coming up, and we're less than 10 minutes away from Democracy Now!, which you come to count on here on a weekday morning at 8 a.m. each weekday here on KOPN Columbia. I want to give you a listen to some news headlines that you may have missed or may want to know a little bit more about. That's what we are want to do each weekday morning at 7.50 on the Wake Up Call here on KOPN. A different volunteer uh, holding down the mic each weekday. Today, it's my turn as Mondays bring me in here for the Wake Up Call. The Missouri Independent reports from Allison Kite that a Missouri bill would require schools to filter drinking fountains for lead. Reporting in last week's Independent last Wednesday, Kite notes that the State Health Department estimated as many as 10% of fountains could have greater concentrations of lead than EPA standards allow. Kite writes, thousands of Missouri school buildings are likely not testing their water for lead. A Missouri House bill would require them to start filtering. Lead is a dangerous neurotoxin. Medical professionals say there's no safe amount of lead for children to inhale or consume, but Missouri residents drink water supplied by lead pipes at rates exceeding almost the entire country. And children in Missouri suffer from elevated levels of lead in their blood in numbers exceeding all but a few states. Madeline Middlebrooks, an Equal Justice Works fellow for the Great Rivers Environmental Law Center, said, quote, since no level of exposure is safe, just addressing one part of this very large problem is helpful, end quote. A Missouri House bill would require that schools install high-quality filters to assure children aren't drinking water contaminated by lead, which can leach into the water from lead pipes. Starting when children return to school in the summer of 2023, schools would be required to provide drinking water with a lead concentration below one part per billion. That's one part per billion. They would have to have one filter drinking station per 100 students in every building. The bill, sponsored by Representative Paula Brown, is similar to legislation passed in Michigan back in 2019. A slimmer version of the bill was introduced in 2020, but never got a committee hearing. Brown's a retired teacher. She noted lead exposure can have detrimental effects on children's cognitive development and cause learning delays. You can learn more about Brown's bill from Allison Kite at MissouriIndependent.com. The article, Missouri Bill Would Require Schools to Filter Drinking Fountains for Lead. There is a really good rundown of the history of Columbia Transit's relationship with University of Missouri. Ali Feinberg published today the article at ColumbiaMissourian.com, UPass Transportation System Never Got a Pass in Columbia. She notes that uh, she talks to MU junior Chloe Miska, who's up and ready for class 30 minutes early each day, not to do homework or to get a cup of coffee, but to catch the bus from her apartment complex to campus. This, isn't, this is the norm not only for Miska, but for a large population at MU. The added time and stress attached to catching the bus are a small indication of a bigger void in Columbia. That's a lack of public transportation that serves the entire community. While Columbia's public transit system has nine bus lines, six travel through the city of Columbia, while three run through the MU campus and focus on the overflow 
car parking lots for students. But the MU and General Line, Columbia Lines don't intersect. It's an issue that vexes many and prompted one suggestion several years ago that never got any traction. Feinberg goes on to write that it was in the late 2010s that Columbia City Council member Ian Thomas tried to create a system where the university cuts a deal with the city's Department of Transportation to pay a flat annual fee and allows those holding university ID cards to ride on the system for free. This system, used elsewhere in the country, is called UPASS. Thomas suggested at the time that each student be charged 50 to 100 bucks per year in exchange for essentially free ridership through the UPASS. UPASS works at University of Missouri, Kansas City, University of Missouri, St. Louis, and the proposal here, while it never got traction, did result in a transit week where students were allowed to ride the bus for free when they flashed their student ID. The results of a study taken after transit week 2018 found that most students had not used public transit before, students who'd used public transit had positive experiences, and students are more likely to ride the bus to save money, help the environment, and for convenience. Where it stands right now is that despite its success during that transit week several years back, UPASS didn't take hold at MU. According to Carlin Seville, Director of Internal Communications at MU, the university is not in a position to increase funding for transportation. She says if students expressed an interest, the campus would need to take it to the Board of Curators for approval. Thomas has been the main advocate for UPASS inside city government, but he's not running for re-election. And his term is up in just a few months at the end of April, yet he hopes current and future leadership will keep that idea alive. You can read all about the history of the university's relationship, uh, the city of Columbia's transit company's relationship with the university, or lack of a relationship, in Ali Feinberg's reporting at ColumbiaMissourian.com. So, if I'm all like you, or if you're like me, you may have participated in some uh, family get-togethers this weekend. Uh, hopefully everything was, was safe, and uh, you enjoyed the company of uh, friends and family. Um, Joshua Blunt at abc17news.com is reminding folks, and this is helpful, that residents need to use special bags or cans to dispose of all items. Blunt writes on the website that Christmas Day has come to an end, and the holiday comes with a lot of cleanup as folks are preparing to throw out wrapping paper boxes and more. There are a few things cities of Columbia and Jefferson City want residents to be aware of. Over the next few days, before Columbia residents can throw out wrapping paper, they need to place their items in the city bag or can before they can sit their trash on the curb. In February... This past, the City of Columbia implemented its pay-as-you-throw program that now requires residents to use city-branded bags for recycling and trash disposal. Matt Nestor with the City of Columbia said, gift wrapping unfortunately can't be recycled anymore. Quote, a lot of the wrapping paper today is made with foil and other compounds that make the paper unable to be recycled. So we ask that you put that in the trash and keep that out of our recycling. End quote. That from Matt Nestor with the City of Columbia. So don't put the wrapping paper in with the recycling. It just contaminates the load in Columbia. But in the city of Jefferson, Carly Rankemeyer with the city said both cardboard and paper can go in the recycling can for Jefferson City residents. She says, just put your recyclable material in the bin with the gray lid and your trash can. They go in the cart with the blue lid. There will be no scheduled changes for trash collection in Jefferson City in Columbia. There are no collections for this weekend and collections will resume Monday. All the details uh, and more from Joshua Blunt at abc17news.com. New Year's Day is right around the corner, and as you heard a few weeks ago, uh, there's first day hikes planned. If you visit uh, mostateparks.com, the Missouri Department or the Missouri State Parks are participating in the first day hikes, and there are scheduled socially distant outdoor hikes planned at places like Arrow Rock State Historic Site, Bennett Springs State Park, Quiver River State Park. Graham Cave, and a 
whole bunch of other state parks. You can find the list for the first day hikes. New Year's Day is coming up this Saturday. Some organized hikes you can partake in at mostateparks.com or just search first day hikes Missouri. It's time for your weather from Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. That's up next. And then we've got Democracy Now! on this Monday morning on KOPN Columbia. Good morning from Watcher of the Skies studio in West Central Columbia. Here's your morning wake-up call weather. Sunny with a temperature falling to around 48 by 8 a.m. West winds 6 to 11 miles per hour becoming north in the afternoon and gusting as high as 24 miles per hour. Tonight rain mainly after 2 a.m. with a low around 39. North winds 5 to 14 miles per hour becoming southeast after midnight and they could gust as high as 29 miles per hour and the chance of rain is 90%. Tuesday during the day, rain before noon, high near 61 degrees. The chance of rain is 90%. And Tuesday night, mostly cloudy with a low of 29 degrees. Looking ahead toward the rest of the week, Wednesday looks partly sunny with a high near 41. Thursday sunny with a high near 46. Friday, a 20% chance of rain afternoon, mostly sunny with a high near 55. That's your morning wake-up call weather. I'm Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. And thanks to Jeff for his wake-up call weather here on this Monday morning. And I forgot to mention when talking about the first day hikes and all the excitement, there's one at Rockbridge Memorial State Park here in Columbia, 10 a.m. on New Year's Day. Meet at Devil's Icebox, Rockbridge parking lot. You can commemorate the Bicentennial of Missouri and learn more about the history associated with Rockbridge Memorial State Park on a guided hike on a one and a half mile sinkhole trail. Park staff and volunteers will share their knowledge on a variety of topics, including the park's founding. That's Rockbridge Memorial State Park coming up this Saturday, New Year's Day. Details are online at moststateparks.com. Democracy Now! is coming up next. It's 8 a.m.